0: When setting your prices as a registered massage therapist, the only thing you need to do is look around your town or city and see what everyone else is charging. Then you charge exactly the same thing that they do. Does that sound like a really good way to set your prices? I'm gonna go with no. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table. I'm your host, Candace Eisner. So as you probably figured out from the little intro, this week we're going to talk a little bit about pricing. Um, this was prompted by the Registered Massage Therapist Association of Ontario, or the RMTAO, for those of you who like acronyms, recently releasing an updated uh what do you call it, fee schedule. Now, uh, actually, it's kind of funny, someone pointed out that these fees that that were recently released are actually the same ones that were released in 2014. But somehow a lot of people, myself included, and back in 2014, I was still technically a a massage therapist. Anyway, uh, somehow we all missed that update. I'm not sure how that happened, but everyone's talking about it right now. Um, for those of you who don't know what the RMTAO's fee guideline is, it's basically meant to be a general guide to the public um, so they'll know how much they should expect to be paying for massage therapy based on base- based on various factors. And it's also intended to be a guideline for the insurance industry um, so they get a sense for how much um, the r- sort of average massage therapy rate is and they can choose to cover more massage therapy um, with their insurance plans, or not cover more, as the case may be, and as the case seems to be uh, more and more these days. So the current guideline from the RMTAO says $89 plus HST, and HST is a harmonized sales tax, and here in Ontario, that's 13%. So that would give your total one-hour massage fee to be $102. So I've been following a lot of conversations online about this, and there's a lot of different reactions to it. Some are very positive and some are negative. So let's go over a few of those quick. So some people are really shocked and they say there's no way they could charge that much. If they charge that much, they'd have no clients and no business. Some people say that they're happy with it, that actually their fees are pretty much in line with that, and they feel that actually this update is well overdue. Um, And again, interestingly, these fees have been online since 2014, just somehow we all miss that. Uh, Some say that they feel the price is great, but there's a lot of businesses out there that undercut that price. And it's creating a problem for everybody because it makes it look like massage just isn't worth that much. So they can't stay in business if they actually do charge that price. And then still others are saying it's only appropriate in big cities like Toronto or maybe Ottawa, um, maybe Vancouver, you know, if we're looking at outside of Ontario. And no one in a small town is ever going to pay that much, at least not right now. Okay, so I hear all these arguments and they all have very valid points. I'm not going to say that anyone who has thought any of those things is wrong because there is validity in all of those thoughts. However, I also want to say to each and every one of you that you could potentially charge what the RMTAO is saying you should charge for a one-hour treatment. And before you all lynch mob me, just hear me out. Just... just. Just hear out what i have to say about pricing so the first thing is going back to the idea of looking at your local rates and what people charge um, as massage therapists in your local town city village wherever you live you need to treat that average local rate as a starting point it tells you what people in your area are willing to pay for massage but it doesn't actually tell you what they're willing to pay for your massage. It just simply says, you know, the average local rate is, say, $75 with tax. Say say that's what it is in my area. Okay, that's great. That's good information. You know, stick that somewhere and then continue on thinking about what your prices should be. And then... Some of you might be saying, well, because you're a regulated health profession, you do need to be within a certain ballpark of prices. And also as well, insurance companies are expecting your prices to be within a certain range because, again, you're a registered massage therapist, they have certain fees that they will pay and, you know, beyond a certain rate, they're not going to pay it. Okay, that's all really important information too. And again, it's something to think about, but it's not the end all be all when looking at your pricing. Here's the most important part the most important part is the value that you are giving to your clients or in other words the value of what you have to offer you are not the same as every other registered massage therapist out there you have different training you have different number of years you have been in practice you have a different um, way of working with people you have different things that you're particularly good at even if you haven't choose chosen a niche even if you don't have an area that you're focusing on and i'll get to, on to the idea of niching and focusing in a future podcast but even if you don't have that You do have certain things that you're particularly good at, and you'll see that time and time again as you're treating people. Maybe you are like the amazing therapist that everybody comes to for headache treatments because you just know what to do. It's like it's like your hands know what to do and your brain doesn't even need to think about it. Or maybe you are awesome at treating athletes because you really get where they're coming from. You always have a really good rapport with them. You know about what it's like to be injured because you've been injured yourself, all that stuff. So even if you haven't chosen that as your niche per se, It's just, it's working out, like it's just all these athletes are coming to you for treatments. Or maybe you're really good at working with um, something else, say acquired brain injuries, ABIs. You see a ton of clients for that, or you see a ton of clients for other neurological issues because just that's where you really do such awesome work. So think about those kinds of factors. Think about where your talents lie and how many years you've been in practice and the extra education you have taken, and the value that you're giving people. So again, value also comes to how you're treating your clients. You know, are you the type of therapist where you just see your client and that's it? You know, you don't give them any extra stuff. You don't give them, you know, any home care. You don't email them to follow up. You don't none of that stuff? Or are you the type where, yeah, you know, you're answering emails with their questions and you're giving them home care sheets, like information on how to do certain stretches or how to take care of an injury or that kind of stuff. You're referring them to other professionals who you think they could really um, benefit from seeing. All that kind of extra stuff, it's not actually extra. It's all the stuff that we've been taught, at least most of us were taught when we went to massage therapy school. We were taught that this is sort of part of your treatment protocol. But a number of therapists don't do that. They simply, they see the client and that's it, you know, and then they follow up with the client when the client comes in for another appointment. But if you're the type that you really have added value, you're really doing that, going that extra mile, you deserve to be compensated for that. It doesn't mean that you should charge, you know, $1,000 for an hour. Of course not. That would be ridiculous. But think about that stuff. You have added value in your treatments and therefore, you know, you should maybe be charging a bit more than the average person. And the other thing I want to talk about is what about the clients who want to nickel and dime you? You know, you get a phone call from somebody and they say, oh, well, so-and-so down the street only charges $80 for an hour and you're charging $95. Why is that? You know, you can tell them about your extra training. You can tell them about the value that you add. But ultimately, I wouldn't worry about that. If they want to book with the person down the street because they're charging less than you, then let them. They're not the right client for you. You want clients who are actually really happy to pay what you are asking them to pay. You don't want clients who are going to come in and argue with you every time or try and get you to write two receipts as we we lots of us have heard of those situations where like it's someone who comes in for a one hour treatment and they want two half hour receipts because their insurance will pay more all that kind of stuff you don't want those clients because they are stressful because they are just trying to nickel and dime you and because they don't respect you and you want people who respect what you do and if you are firm, but super polite and super professional about that kind of stuff, you're eventually going to find that you're having clients come in who do respect you for what you do and aren't looking for a deal and aren't trying to nickel and dime you and aren't trying to look for illegal insurance receipts. So how do you deal with those client situations where somebody calls you and they genuinely can't afford to pay your full fee? So it doesn't matter what the situation is, maybe they're a senior on a fixed income, maybe they're a student, maybe they recently lost their job, it doesn't matter what the situation is, but let's just say that it's someone who can't afford your full fee and is asking for a discount. So what do you do with that situation? I hear from a lot of massage therapists, and I used to feel this way myself, that, you know, because you're a healthcare provider, it's up to you to make sure that you provide them care. And you, you have a big heart and you really feel that you can help everybody and you want to help them. The problem is the reality of running a business means that there's only so many of those types of situations that you can really handle within your business. And the number is up to you. In other words, you know, you have to look at yourself in the in the face in the mirror every morning and if you're looking at your face and you are frustrated because you've got a lot of people with discounts in your practice and you can't afford to pay your bills or you're feeling like you just never make enough money, that's not okay. Similarly, you know, if you're refusing all these people and you also feel not so good about it, well, that's something else you need to look at. So. You really just need to look at the bigger picture when you're dealing with people who are asking for discounts and genuinely need them. If you can afford to retreat a few of them, then yes, by all means, accept them into your practice, record in their chart why they have a lower fee, and hunky-dory, away we go. But... If you're finding that you just can't afford to sustain any more of those people in your practice, it is okay to refer them somewhere else. There are other ways that those people can get treatment. They can go to massage therapy student clinics, which, you know, typically you get a pretty good treatment for quite a low fee. Um, Maybe they can see a therapist who is just starting their practice and charges less than you. Um, Maybe they can see you... You know, less often or something like that, or for shorter treatment than they were hoping for. You know, Maybe you'll see them for half an hour instead of an hour in order to make it work. There's always a way to make that work. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you accept these people into your practice. But the decision you make on that is up to you. All I'm saying is that you have to look at your pricing and you have to be firm and at the end of the day you have to be happy with the way your business is going and what you're charging people the music for this podcast is by jason shaw of Audionautics.com and is used under a creative commons 3.0 license thanks jason